Welcome back to the 100 million. Oh, wrong podcast. Welcome back to the Alchemist Nation podcast. My name is Gualter Amarello, and we travel the country talking to real estate investors and millionaires alike looking for the secrets, looking for the answers and how to get yourself to the next level. Today, I've got two very special guests. This is two for the price of one. We've got Mark Victor Hansen and his amazing wife, Crystal Hansen. Welcome to the show. We're honored to be on. And we're glad that you an alchemist nation because we need more <laughs> alchemy right now in this nation. Right on. I love it because I always want to talk about alchemy, but I always forget. It's essentially the transformation of, or the way I see it, a person into the person they want to be, getting to that next level. In the past, it was leads to gold, led to gold, but really it's it's transformation. And, and you guys, you kind of embody transformation. What, what does we alchemy do. mean to you? Sorry, I thought that was what, a lead in. What does into, alchemy mean to you? Yeah, what, what alchemy means is exactly that. And what we're saying is the only way to be a good alchemist is to know how to ASK to GET the answers. And our book is called Ask the Bridge from Your Dreams to Your Destiny. And we say everybody is alchemically coded, I've never said that before, with DNA and RNA to do something great and, and fulfill a destiny. And if you're alive, you've got a DNA to do it. But that doesn't mean whether you're young or whether you're old, we can talk to all that. We can talk to it in through the lens of real estate because we certainly believe in that one. Excellent. And so you, you led right into it. And I, I love a good author. You're, you're going to be probably the most juggling of authors I've ever had in the podcast because you've written a book <laughs> that actually inspired me to, to start the mission to build a hundred millionaires. Your goal is way bigger than mine. And you're, if you just tell a little bit, how do you get started with the, the idea of building a million millionaires? And then the book, you know, million, uh, One Minute Millionaire. Yeah, right. The One Minute Millionaire book I wrote with uh, Bob Allen. And, and the whole deal was that uh, we wanted to create a million millionaires. We said there's one right, easy, perfect, acceptable way to everyone to be a millionaire. And everyone doesn't have to do it in real estate. Now, of the backdrops of how to have a solid investment, real estate is unequivocally you know, the best. I mean, there's Bitcoin, there's other stuff, there's gold, there's all kinds of stuff, but real estate really seems to work the best. Uh, and it has for us for a long time. And we can talk all that. I, I like that you touch on gold. It's another great asset. It, it does hold its value. It's intrinsic. It's God's money. Um, and then real estate is, it, it really, it pays a dividend, right? So it's always going to be a place where you need to live. When you look at, and I was listening to one of your podcasts, you're talking about disruptive technologies, Real estate will probably be one of the last things that's disrupted and it's going to be a, a valuable asset for years. But going back to the one minute millionaire, that book was so inspirational. And I know that many people on the podcast have listened to it. The concept behind thinking and deciding, how does somebody go through that process? That's a great question. And, and because now we're talking about questions, but let me go back to one minute millionaire in real estate. Is it you made me flash on the, I'm bankrupt, I'm upside down, it's 1974, I was your age, and I decided that not only am I going to make a whole lot of money and come back, which I did by speaking and then writing books, but once I had a little bit of money, I didn't have any credit, so I couldn't buy real estate, so I created a mastermind, we had two people that are our best friends now for 50 years, Lindell and Steve, they own junkyards, but they also did rehab houses on Long Island in the most derelict area ever, I got to be careful, but it was it was a, a seedy area. Um, called East Icelip. And I said, look, I want to buy some real estate. And he said, well, look, we just fixed up this house. We bought for $7,000. We'll sell to you for $2,000. And it's worth $14,000 right now because we fixed up. We'll even handle it for you. Well, three years later, I sold it for $58,000. And I had no credit. All I did is I had friends. 
So if somebody out there listening and is asking themselves, well, how do I do it? You've got to start back with what we're saying now is you got to start with a question. And because a question opens up the two things God gave us is the ability to ask questions, which Chris will talk about. And number two, imagination. And imagination is a front end of alchemically of all materialization and realization. How's that? I love that. I, usually I'm on live podcasts and I'll have an audience. And I'll say, just give them a round of applause. I feel like that was like a mic drop. That was like next level. So Mark, you, you've done you. real estate. You've been in it. <laughs> and, and asking is a secret. You know, you can't do this business or any business without other people. And the, the secret to manifesting from what I've understood from you and the other metaphysical thinkers is that you have, if, it, if you, you can think it, it's yours. But the only way to attain it is through action, which is asking, how does somebody come up with the courage to start asking? Right. It's such a good question. Um, you know, we were all born as these perfect, uncorrupted askers, right? We asked everything, who, what, when, where, why, how. And we also weren't afraid to ask for more and pretty much ask for anything we wanted. And then depending on how we were parented or what happened in our school years, like stop asking so many questions. I'm tired of hearing from you or you know, don't, don't talk, don't, unless you're called on, don't ask, ask any questions and just like basic rejection in life, your opinion's not valued at your job. You know, you try, you try to ask. And so over time we get shut down like that really amazing ability that we have to be wildly curious, to ask, to seek and to find gets crushed out of us. And so we stand, suddenly are standing there as adults, like terrified to ask anyone for anything and almost ashamed that we don't have all the answers. And how sad is that? Because this life is a journey about dis of discovery. So there's no way we're ever going to have all the answers, right? We need to be a resource to one another, but we also need to learn to be a better resource to ourselves. And that's why Mark and I determined there are actually three channels through which we need to all learn to ask. And those are ask yourself, ask others, and ask God. And, and each of those channels is equally important, you know, starting with the ask yourself part, because that's your reflective journey. Like, you can't know where to go unless you, first of all, understand where you've been, where you are right now, what's working, what's not working. And then, um, you know, that's the first critical phase we say of asking, like, where am I now? Because the minute you start to ask that question, all these other questions come to your mind. Like, what is working? Do I like what I'm doing? Um, you know, is there something bigger, better? Is there something I'm missing? And then where do I want to be? And it's so crazy to me, Walter, that so few people take that time with themselves to ask those questions, because that is literally how we create the architecture of our lives. And Mark and I say the second phase of that critical asking phase of your asking yourself is where do I want to be? And ask those questions from the nth degree of your greatest imagination. So people ask for too little. They don't imagine themselves as successful people. They're asking for the bare minimum. If I could just have this, or, you know, can I just do this? No, we say, use that imagination that God gave you. Cause we're the only animals that have an imagination. Go to the nth degree of your greatest success in your career, your relationships, your health and wellness, and ask from that place of your greatest accomplishment. So in this place of my greatest career, like who am I talking to every day? What are my, what are my products? What are my services? Um, how am I relating to my clients? Who are my clients, right? Have you even defined that? Like, are you just see yourself as this person, you know, groveling down at the bottom? You have to start from asking those questions from the greatest 
nth degree of your greatest vision of yourself. And then the final, the third phase of that critical asking yourself phase is what specific actions do I need to take around this? Because when you start asking yourself questions, you'll start to get solu solutions, you'll get ideas, you'll get illuminations, and then you need to do something with that. You need to start putting that asking journey into action. So like, what are those actions, right? I love that. That is the, the absolute, exactly how it's done. The problem is most people will hear that and say, that sounds fantasy, fan, uh, fantastic or fanciful. It's not, it doesn't sound like it's grounded in, in a base because they are in that state of, no, I don't have, I don't have, just give me a little bit. I can't think that far to get what I actually want. And I don't, and I know me personally, when I started, I didn't believe I even deserved it. I didn't believe I deserved having that beautiful, amazing life. And so to even think about it, which is how you get it, it would have seemed like shameful to me. How does somebody get past that shame? Two parts to that. First of all, everybody needs a mentor. And that's why we're saying get a copy of the book, go over every question in the book, ask wherever you get it, whether you get it at Amazon or one of the independent bookstores or Barnes and Noble, and then join our Ask the Book Club because we're going to let you ask it. And you need, like when I bought that first piece of property for $14,000, basically I did it on a signature, they managed it and I did it. But then the next thing that we write in the book hits what you said. We say there's seven roadblocks to asking. Yeah, and yeah. all of us have some of them all of the time and we go over them and they go up and down. And, and what you do by reading this story, and I'll go over them in a second, is it holds up the mirror and you go, whoa, I didn't know I had that. And then we back it up with a story of one of the 26 people that have, have overcome all that and, and try to be one of the 100 millionaires for you, or my, in my case, I want a million millionaires, which is a trillion dollars. I thought that'd be enough to pay for the economy. But number one is a sense of unworthiness, which you just hit on. Next is doubt. Next is fear. Next is excusology or taking excuses. Next is pattern paralysis. Next is naivete. Then the one that, that millennials get sucked into with their cell phones, oh my God, is disconnection. Yeah. What do you mean I'm disconnected? I am on two cell phones at once and I'm sitting with my best friend. <laughs> Voila. So embarrassing as you say, I'm like, don't, don't pull up the two phones. <laughs> yeah, right. So By the way, it's even worse than that. We're in, in, in restaurants and we see all the teenagers theoretically sitting with mom or we've even got six grandkids and you go, wait a second. At our dinner table, pals, we pay for the meal. No cell phones. I don't care who rings. I don't care who texts. I don't care what pictures until we agree. Nobody pulls out their cell phone. I love that. If you're surrounded with your family, like that's the greatest opportunity for free entertainment. Like somebody should be recording it, but the cell phones don't have to be out, right? <laughs> it's so true. But that's, that, that brings me to our, the next um, channel that we need to learn to ask through. And that is asking other people because, you know, asking others. So it's ask yourself, ask others, ask God. The asking others part, is critical to, to surviving and to thriving in this life, right? We, this is not a solo journey. We cannot do this life without one another. We cannot do this life alone. So we need to learn to connect and asking is the way we connect. Asking is that bonding journey that we do with other people because we will all be integrated throughout this lifetime. We will serve a role in one another's lives. So it's so important to remember that. And, um, you know, most people are afraid to ask. It's funny. We looked at the studies. We were you were talking about how people are afraid. You were so afraid to ask other people for things. But when we looked at all the studies done, they all revealed pretty much the same thing, that people going into the study 
um, you know, they were afraid to, they thought if they asked, you know, for information, help, advice, or asked for just assistance in getting something done, they would be perceived as being stupid, ignorant, uninformed, or just pushy and obnoxious. <laughs> and the studies reveal just the opposite of that. If you're just willing to put yourself out there, human beings are really pretty glad to help if they can, you know? Everything, it's not always gonna be a yes. Maybe they can't help, maybe they were having a bad day. Maybe they just got bad news about their mom. It's not about you though, don't take it personally. But for the most part, people, human beings like to help. But the studies also reveal that if you don't ask, people won't insert themselves into your life. It's not just gonna happen. You have to put yourself out there. You have to ask. And the other part of the study was that we're not really good at asking, that we need to be taught to be better askers, which is why Mark and I wrote this book. And the other really important thing to all of us business owners about the asking studies is that the best askers in certain studies, one of the Harvard studies, was that the people in relationships, business relationships, who were the best at asking questions were perceived to be the most likable business partners that you want to do business with. Because often as people who are trying to, you know, sell something, we go in there, we're like, here's my product. Here's how great I am. Yeah, I've got this. I've got this. I've got that. You should buy this here. And, uh, you know, you can't create a bond that way. The first, your first goal as a business person is to create a bond with the person with whom you want to do business. Why would they do business with you if you haven't, if you don't even know them, right? And they don't know you. And how do you get to know them? How do they get to know you? You start asking questions. The first thing you do is, you know, can I learn, tell me more about you? You know, what, what are your biggest pain points? If I could solve your three biggest problems this year, what would that be? You know, um, what's really troubling you the most? What's the number one thing that, that has really um, bothered you this year? People will start to open up because now you're, you care. You're showing you care about who they are as a person. You're showing that you're interested in what's going on in their world and their life. And once you do that, it, I mean, you'll be the guy that or the woman that they will go to when they're ready to do business. It is, it is essential. This ask, taking this asking journey is essential. If you want to do, you know, express your very best life. Crystal, as you were speaking, I don't know if you saw me slide to the right, but I actually just ordered the book Ask on Audible and the physical copy. So it will be at my house the next day or two, thanks to Amazon. So what you just Thank embodied you. is a principle, a life principle. And the problem with most people, when they hear a life principle, they don't apply because it's too ambiguous. So we're, we're talking to real estate investors. I want to just mention for everybody who's listening, this is conversations with somebody who owns a home because the things we want are in the hands of other people. It's either you need to borrow money to go get the deal, or you're going to somebody who has the property and you go and have a conversation with them, or you're going to a real estate agent or an attorney and you want them to go and make sure everything goes well. These conversations should all start with this one principle. What is it you're looking to accomplish for the next three years? Or what, what would be the thing that would make you happy if you, know, you could just have it? And then work towards that. You don't have to accomplish it, but just start the conversation. It, it may be impossible or it may be really, really easy for you. And oh my God, what if you could be that person who does it? Where have you seen this uh, work out for you guys? Well, by the way, it's such a big and wonderful question because asking is the answer. Asking gives you illumination, solution, revelations, wisdom. And I said, I want to have a real estate million. And you heard me just say, I started with $2,000 deposit, no credit check, just friendship, just relationship. 
And I said, not only will I buy that, but I'll buy more with you guys. And the only mistake we made, honest to God, is not asking big enough. And that's what, you know, my books teach like this is how do you think bigger than you ever thought you could think? Because we should have bought East Islip, Long Island, right? And right now you say, well, who's buying a lot of real estate? Well, BlackRock is buying every single family home in America. And the point is, is that you don't have to know how you're going to do it. That's what we're teaching and ask. We say, look, the Bible says crystal clear in Romans 11:33, God's ways are past finding out. But back to the other line is you got to ask to receive. So if you haven't asked yourself, you're going to buy a house. Now I want to go to the, you asked for a specific. We're teaching in this book, buy two houses and one car. Husband and wife get together, and what do they do? They buy two cars and one house, and they think, well, my house is going to be my ATM for the rest of my life. Tinker toys for brains, right? You're not graduating kindergarten in investment real estate with that. Buy two houses, the second one, or buy a duplex that the one on top pays for the one you're living in. And, and by the way, we do that with our own relatives. I'll just tell you, we got uh, my nephew and niece, we we're just with them, and we've been with them at marriages and everything. But they are now buying more real estate. They're not in Houston, Texas. I won't go into the depth. And, and they listened to what we said. And they said, are you sure, Uncle Mark and Aunt Chrissy, that you're telling us the truth? I said, absolutely. Because sooner or later, you need that. Your, it is not your gross worth. Oh, I made 100000 I made a quarter million. You know, God bless. There's, that's not an easy achievement, right? <laughs> I love it. Got the cash, got the cash. <laughs> yeah, show me the money, right? <laughs> You're fun to do this show. I see why you got such great listeners. But the point is, you got to have some net worth. And today, the beautiful, I'm going to go a little long on this, but the, the net worth with low interest rates, you know, you're, and, and now let me go to another level. There's inflation, deflation, stagflation, reflation. We're having inflation simultaneously with deflation. So if you're borrowing money at one, two, or three, or four percent, and infl real inflation, we can argue this, but I don't think you're going to disagree. It's 10 or 12 percent. I mean, I don't know about you, but when I go to buy gas, it's a buck 50 more a gallon here in Arizona where we live. The point is, is that that real estate is going to appreciate because it's hard to get lumber right now for a whole assortment of reasons we can talk about, some of which are corrupt. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's true. And it's, you look at that, we're talking soft assets, right? We're talking about liabilities. The hard assets have appreciated on a stupendous, uh, stupendous level. Like real estate's 20% this year. That's insane. Last year was 10%. And you look at stocks and crypto, those have gone up a thousand percent, right? Many of the stocks. So like inflation on hard assets is even crazier. It is. And you know, the great thing about real estate, you win both ways because we happen to own a lot of rentals, you know, condos and things like that. So we've got this appreciating asset, you know, uh, we can depreciate it on our taxes. It's really you're winning three ways, right? And then we've got this rental income. And of course, as the competition goes up for housing, the demand goes up, we're increasing rents. So, you know, you've got cash flow, you've got asset growth, and you've got, you know, a, de a deduction and depreciation. I mean, there is no better way. And, and back to the asking thing, you know, you never know who, if you just start to take this asking journey with us, read the book, start to get some ideas. You're going to read some stories and you're like, that's a good idea. That's how they did that. They asked that question that led to this. You'll get some ideas and you don't know that person. You think, oh, no one would do business with me. I'm nobody. I don't, I'm just a little, I don't, it's not true. Some of the you know, people you would think are just starting out insignificant have asked for huge things. And you never know when that, you're going to hit that one person who just likes you 
They like your enthusiasm. They like, they feel that un, that unnamed thing, which is called a bond because you started asking about them. You became this person they like and you have this bond and suddenly you launch a little idea like, hey, I know this property and I, if I could get it, would you be interested? And suddenly you've got someone going, yeah. And it, it's crazy. I mean, I, I can tell you just a quick story in there that that is one of those stories, not exactly about real estate, but we there's a woman we interviewed named Lynn Marquis for the book. And she came out of college knowing that she wanted to go into the nonprofit space, right? It was just like, she just had this great idea. So she put together this amazing um, summer camp for disadvantaged kids, right? And it was going to be pretty expensive because it covered them for the whole summer because their parents can't afford that kind of stuff. So then she had to go get funding for it. Hard to do. Like talk about asking. That's probably the hardest ask. So she finally is able to like make this connection and get this appointment with the woman who, who controlled the large family trust. She was like the wealthiest woman in her city. She shows up at her office that day and she's still a young woman. So she goes, she goes, I was scared to death. I, I, I was, she goes, I was so, I, I walked into this beautiful office and I was shaking like a leaf. It, I couldn't even hide it. So she goes, I just fessed up to it. You know, like I'm really honored to meet with you and I'm really nervous about it. So forgive me. And of course the woman was really nice. She's like, come sit down, tell me what you have. And so she started telling her about the kids and, you know, asking her what she thought about kids and what, how important it was for kids to have these opportunities. And by the end of it, the woman goes, this sounds really, really great. How much are you asking for? Well, then she gets super freaked out again because she has to ask her for money. Right. And she goes, um, she goes, I literally stuttered. She goes, it's, I'm asking for $5,000 cause that's how much it is to put a, one camper through. And the woman looked at her and she goes, well, okay, but how many campers do you want to put through this summer? And she said something like 285. And the woman's like, okay, I'll, I want to underwrite all of them. How much will that be? And her jaw just dropped, right? She came in there scared to ask for $5,000 and the woman was ended up giving her hundreds of thousand dollars, went so far beyond her request. So you're going to feel, my point to this is you're going to feel scared sometimes. You know, once you become aware of your seven roadblocks, the seven roadblocks that Mark was talking about, it's really important to become aware of those because then you can go, you know what, I'm, I feel scared right now, but I'm, it's not real. So I'm going to just step on that with some courage and move through it and see what happens. Had she just, you know, caved into her fear? She never would have, you know, put all those campers through. And that principle applies to all of us. And I think what happened is she aligned with the universe. That's why she got explosive growth on that ask is that ask was something other people were asking. There was a lot of energy behind it. So it, it was explosive, the return on investment. Mark, I, I saw you got something. I, you got fire coming out of your mouth. I see. <laughs> by, by the way, you are really perceptive and intuitive and God bless you and congratulations. Awesome. So one of the guys we interviewed, 26 superstar interviews, we did all our research, wrote everything we knew because we saw little success to big success, one principle, you got to learn how to ask. Well, the guy that hired me 40 years ago to train his real estate guides is here in, in Scottsdale, Arizona with us. And we love him and we're a close friend and we're dinner and breakfast guests of his and ours frequently. Um, and he's wonderful. His name is Greg Hagee. He owns 72-hour real estate. But why it's important to your listeners First of all, they had to read his story because he sells more real estate now than anyone, according right. to him. And he does it in 72 hours. But the second thing is he's got, he's opened up around the country. He's fast. One, remember, fastest growing is off and on. One company, another company, and they're all pushing each other, right? Yeah. And it depends on which sales you make. But what he does is he insists that every one of his people listen to guys like us 
and says, not only do you buy your own house, but we want you to start buying income producing housing. What I have taught him all his whole life is at least one a year for your whole life. Now, what that means is now let me execute it down to the people. If they, and I'm not trying to, I don't have any investment in 72 hour real estate other than this guy's a close dear friend and we do a lot of real estate companies <laughs> and franchise. But what he does is every one of those people buying houses know about the process of sometimes not having enough money and finding extra money and finding somebody that's an easy lender or finding lenders that have to have too much money. Because let me do the negative first. Some people go to the bank and the bank says, no, it's because the bank hadn't got any money, but the banker's not going to say, it's you. they're going to say, it's you, it's your credit, Bubba, it's not me. And they don't have any money, whereas other banks got to get rid of the money because it's the end of the month and his company will take you in on the 29th and say, look, these guys have $100 million too much. They got to gush the real estate. And instead of getting one house, they make three, four, or five. Or the other thing is bank repos, which the other guy we interviewed for the book owns 10,000 units that you need to read, which is our dear friend, Ken McDonald. And, and Ken says, there's going to be more of those if you watch any of his stuff. And he's interviewed us on his podcast. And it just is wonderful. So what I'm saying is this book is perfect for people in real estate that want to accelerate. Just ask to get your real estate destiny to where you want it to be. Mark, I love it. What you just said is exactly why I, my foundational five don't really talk about real estate. Like the, the five books of my mentorship program are, and you, I know you know these, and I know you're going to love these. Uh, the first is Rich Dad, Poor Dad, because it kind of gets your mind going. Second Our one, neighbor. Richest Man of Babylon. It, it's kind of the basics of money. And then I'm sure you know Secrets of the Millionaire Mind, T. Harv Eker. And then think and grow rich. And I tell them, look, when you get to think and grow rich, it's a two week book. You don't just bang through that one. That's yeah. time consuming. And then the science of getting rich by Wallace D. Waddles. And you put Wallace those Wallace. five together and it could work for any business, any industry, but in real estate, it's a long-term commitment. That's why it makes so much money. It's like a, a great relationship. You've really got to think I'm going to be in this for a long time and dream about it and want it. And you don't have to love it by the way, right? Like you don't have to love real estate. <laughs> I, I'm very good at it. I love people, right? Just like you guys, but I own real estate because it allows me to spend more time with people. And um, if you had foundational five, I think it would be a list of your books, but if, but if you were to pick all of your books, which one would be the one that's the highest leverage? And I think over time, I'm getting a feeling of what that might be, but what would you say would be the highest leverage book of everything you've written combined? The and also a lot of books gonna be, For your people, it's going to be asked the next book back is One Minute Millionaire, which has sold almost as many as a lot of the other books you've mentioned. And I, I love every one of those books because really the zone I've been in, I've written 318 bestsellers is it, and 59 times number one, which is more than anybody else scoring gives book a record. But the point is everybody today has to read self-help action books. Not just because I'm in the business. It's that, look, we've been shut down for a year and a half. People are scared, they're despondent, they're disconsolate, they're depressed, they're suicidal. And they're, the letters we're getting in droves because they're reading this book is they're saying, hey, wait a second. What you said is I'm in a COVID confinement cocoon and you're trying to alchemistry break us up because metaphysics, which is what you're right, recommending in those books, and I hope you'll add Ask and One Minute Millionaire to it, breaks everyone out of that cocoon because we're here to go to high flight. If you're alive, you've got a big destiny. If you're alive, you've got a destiny to own some real estate or you wouldn't be listening to a show like yours. Yeah. That's that's the truth. And to that list, as you we were talking, I was like, yeah, he, I'm adding ask into the book and into the, we have 52 weeks, right? Every week I go and I teach a lesson, one of the 52 wealth principles. 
and I have a book to each one of those principles. So I ask people to join me on the journey. Hey, will you read a book a week with me? And I've read over 350 books. You guys have read 10 times that. And I found that these 52 are awesome. Here's what the biggest compliment for me and my community is the one minute millionaire is on that list because Thank you. It, it's awesome. a part of the process. It really has become foundational for us. And I think Thank ask you. is, is going to have to make the list because of how every, every event I teach, I tra train seven times a week. It's always communication with relationships, you know, and if I can give them ask and they say they go through it and now they understand it, at least fundamentally, well, then it's practice, right? Then it's put it into place. Right. So and I, we truly believe, Walter, I mean, you cannot achieve your greatest success in life without learning to be what we call a master asker. It's, it's an essential, right? You have to learn to be a master asker. And really, this journey is really an asking journey. We call it the asking journey because it's the way you move forward. And the thing about life is problems come up. It's not a straight, narrow, easy path for any of us, right? Mark and I have been through our difficulties individually together, right? So we need tools. We need really solid tools. So when we're in that stuck state where we think, you know, the world's just coming at us and we're ducking and dodging and trying to keep the balls up in the air, um, we think that, you know, life is created out there somewhere. But the truth of it is life is created from the inside. Your life experience, the life you will experience is created from the inside out. So we need the proper tools to deliberately create our lives so that we're not living this random thing we're calling our life that we go, is, whose life is this? You know, how did I get here? This is not the one I wanted. So it, it's a way to recreate yourself, but you can only do it through under, understanding those principles of asking because they get you to, to dig down deep. There's no other way to get there and there's no other way to bond with the people you're going to need in your life for your journey. And also the asking God part, there's no other way to understand and to really connect with your purpose in this life in the big picture way. You know, what, what is my purpose in this universe? What is my role in the kingdom, so to speak? Because we're all part of this, this thing, you know, this university of life where we're here to learn, grow and evolve. Right. And so when you start asking those questions of God, however you think of God, you know, universal wisdom, whatever it is, when you start connecting with that, that which is bigger than you, it really gives you an amazing feeling, an amazing con context within which to, to live your life. And when you start asking those questions of God, universe, it's amazing how that opens you up to such a bigger picture for yourself. It's because we all require purpose. Every one of us requires purpose. Right. You know, we, we wake up in the morning, we want to know we're important. And if you want to really win somebody over, I had Bob Berg on the podcast uh, two days ago, uh, author of Bob. Go Giver. So I'm, all the good people know each other, right? The great people hang with each other. Yes. So Bob, Bob said this to me, he said uh, that if you can inspire someone, if you can empower someone, if you can let them know that they're special, that they're important, that person will change that day. That moment will, will grow them. They'll be attached to you. They'll be interested in you. So asking somebody what they want, going in empowering them, or, or at least letting them know that there's something important about them. I think that your mission, that's why it's become so viral. I think that's why it's spreading so far. So many people are interested in it. And I get asked often, hey, you know, your, your hundred millionaires thing, that's great, but what is my purpose? So what's, what's my mission? And it's such a personal question. And I'll be honest, the hundred millionaires was something I 
I put a tangible number on just something I felt good about, right? Like you said, a million millionaires. And logically you can say, yeah, that's a great way to make a trillion dollars. But emotionally, you just wanted to see people follow a path that makes them better or feel better, at least go down something that would improve and maybe open them up to their dharma, open them up to what they're supposed to be here. And I know I, I told you guys 25 minutes. Uh, I apologize. I'm not always as honest as I'd like to be, but we're going to tie this up with my favorite question. And from two people with as much to give and as inspired as you, I think that this is going to be a very valuable lesson. So if you're listening to this right now, I really want you to contemplate what they're about to say, because it, it comes from a, a genuine place. If you could both go back to your 20-year-old selves, time travel back to where you were, and if you could give yourself three pieces of advice that would get you to where you are today with more impact, with more love, with more happiness, with more money, more success, however it's defined, what three pieces of advice would you give your 20-year-old selves? Okay, first of all, because it's a real estate show, I'll say I wish I'd bought all of East Islip, which was available. That's what's because everyone saw it as junk real estate and they didn't see that we are fixing it up. That'd be number one. Uh, number two is really think bigger. And I did write a whole book that's just coming out called How to Think Bigger Never Thought You Could Think What You'll Love. And then number three is get real mentors that'll roll up their sleeves that you'll stay close with because most people don't have a, somebody like you that at least has a goal for 100 because you're going to blow past that goal and you're going to create $100 million worth of, of earnings and, and capital and and transformation, and, and it's what we teach in our book. It's not getting the money. It's what you become when you get the money, which is why you're teaching all this great stuff, which we love, like, respect, admire, and enjoy. Crystal. So my three would be, um, I think number one, there's no limit to what you can do. So really take the time and decide what you really want. You know, ask those questions because there is no limit. And I don't think I knew that as, as a 20 something year old. Um, the second thing is that your life matters. Every single life matters greatly. So when you wake up every day, look for their, the opportunities that you can just make even the smallest difference, whatever that is, you know, it'll come to you. And then, you know, the other thing is be grateful for every day, always look for what's working and what's not working, right? Because it's human beings, we, we always go, oh, this didn't work. We tend to page toward everything that's wrong, bad, not working. It's so important to focus on everything that, that is working because you are a magnet. You're a magnet attracting what you're getting in life. So if you're focusing on all the things that aren't working, you definitely will get more of those things. When you just look around, and count every little amazing thing in your life, which we often overlook, you know, if you start to do that, more of those amazing things will start to pour in. If you're 20 years old right now, and you're listening to this, this is the greatest advice you will get your entire life. And if you're 30, 40, 50, 60, I promise it still works. You can be successful, you can be wealthy, you can get to the next level because you can surround yourself with people who've already done more, you can focus on what they've done. You can ask questions, ask for resources, and you can go and take the right actions because just like the people before you, you have the ability to be greater than you are today because you can learn more. 
And thank you, uh, Mark and Crystal, for the path you've left behind, the breadcrumbs you left behind in the form of books, in the form of trainings, the events that you do, the videos you do, the podcasts you jump on. Today, I feel absolutely blessed to be hanging out with two amazing alchemists, people who are not only transforming themselves, but transforming the people around them so that they can be better. Mark and Crystal, if there was a way for somebody to reach out to you and find out more about your working on or some of the free resources, I know you mentioned a lot of really free, cool stuff. What is the easiest way for somebody to get access to that? Yeah, absolutely. You know, we have some free resources on our websites, crystalvisionlife.com. I have free, amazing audio there called uh, Purge Messy Thinking. It's a closed eye visualization. Mark has a free free book on uh, how to be up into downtimes at markvictorhanson.com. But also when you buy the book, ask um, wherever you buy it, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, it's everywhere and Kindle audiobook, like you said, you just got, it's a beautiful hardbound cover too. I love the hardbound version, but um, when you buy the book, make sure you join us at our, we're, we're doing a, a free class. Um, it's a book club class. It's called ask, go to askthebookclub.com and please join us there. No charge. Um, we just want to really help people take that asking journey forward. Awesome. Ask, ask. If you want more, you must ask. Mark, Crystal, cheers to your success. We have a choice. Always be your very best. Thank you, guys. Thank, Thank you. you so much, Walter. We loved it.